Hello, welcome to another installment of the Golden Archive. This episode is all about movies, all about how many movies I've been watching. It's just it's just a kick it episode. We're just going to kick it. We're just going to chill. We're going to vibe. I want to mention all my little findings and ramblings and whatnot. And so if you're up for that, then stick around. I've been watching a lot of movies as of late and talking about them and kind of getting that energy out there. It's just, where is this coming from? Well, I wanted a kickback episode and I also wanted to talk about how I've been increasing my attention span because social media and really quick intake of content has shortened my attention span. And this is no surprise, right? And it's something that's just been happening for a while now. So first you had YouTube, which is like a form of content. And at the time, maybe 10, 15, 20 minute videos, right? And that, if we're all being honest, there's a time that used to be able to hold our attention spans for ex- extended period of time. And then came Instagram, which was just pictures with now the addition of reels and whatnot because you know and the newest installment is tiktok and that is the shortest form before tiktok of course there were the likes of vine and which vine was six seconds but it wasn't the same hit as tiktok interestingly enough i never downloaded the app for vine i you just used to kind of watch the compilations on youtube or peer at it through a browser but the way tiktok's algorithm works like a slot machine and reward system and everything it's just it's brilliantly done and that is definitely destroying the attention span but why are we talking about this aversion to social media well when you find something that's in our own physical reality whether it's a book whether it's a movie whether it's a tv show and you're or a language and you're able to study or focus your attention completely on that thing it begins to set in perspective another thing i've been enjoying doing as of late has been reading a lot of manga and like the really really big thick story book like Tomi and Vagabond and you know that kind of stuff I've really been enjoying going through the art style and you know there's a mastery here with crafting a story creating each panel the drawings you know just breaking down the story beginning middle end it's original it's fresh it It's got a cool kick to it. You can really set your attention on something of substance. My point is to say is taking the time to set the attention span on something of substance, something that outlasts and outlives 10, 20 seconds of viewing an image or five to 10 seconds of TikTok, however you want to view it. And... Even listening to a podcast episode is really dope and cool for the attention span. And another portion of this episode, whether it's movies and reading and comics and anime, and 
it's not only for the movies and how much I want to talk about that, but also the heart media used to have and how universal and fun everything used to be. And granted how much this culture was taken for granted. Like back then, if you wanted to be an actor or an actress, you had to really study your craft. And it may not always be, like there was a variety of actors and actresses. It may not have always been that you were the tallest, you know, chiseled god looking feature walking and gracing the screen I mean sometimes you know you could have just had a presence on the silver screen it was just a presence you may not have been the tallest you may not have the biggest muscles or whatever but the presence the way the eyes interact through the lens all of these things like that's a craft that's a gift that's a that's a form of art right taking your human experience, your human psyche, and transmuting and transforming it, right? And there's so many different kinds of acting. There's method acting. There's, it's it's just the range, the range and the heart of it all and the scripts. And it really felt like one big moving body. And it was so elegant and it was a well-oiled machine. And I'm just telling you, if you just take an old film, anything from and I'm gonna I'm gonna try like to make this kind of fun go all the way back like find movies from the 50s from the 60s sit down watch like um there's one I think it's like madam something something in the butterfly earrings and it's a french film and it's older or you know watch gentlemen prefer blondes starring Marilyn Monroe or how to catch a millionaire by Marilyn Marilyn Monroe is starring in that too or Gilda or just go back to the silver I'm talking black and white or they just learned how to color things and just sit down and immerse yourself in that world and look at the way that you know the actress's eyes glitter and you know the script and the music and just the way they strung everything along right because then as you begin to move through films of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s which i believe those films are a gold mine because there's so much there's so much pointing at the establishment there's so much pointing at society from films like coma they lived the movies are so fun right create a letterbox like get on this isn't sponsored anything of course but do it and log every movie you've ever seen and just just try it just try just pick five movies ever created ever and just sit down and watch them Movies you've always wanted to see. Movies that you're like, oh, I don't have time. Why don't you have time to watch these movies, right? And also, be patient with yourself because if you're just stepping off of TikTok or Reels or Instagram and that's just you've just been swiping all day, my biggest thing is put your phone in another room to charge. You know, I know y'all, I know your life. Your phone's never charged. Put your phone in another room to charge. You know, just set it down somewhere else. It'll be fine. It'll be there when you get back. I promise you. And just focus your whole attention for like an hour, 30 minutes, an hour, 50, dare I say two hours. You know, um, what other movie could I throw out there? The Godfather, part one, part two. I'd argue some of the 
best filmmaking of all time right but i feel like everybody that stands like like quite literally i you could pull just about anyone into that world and they could just it's just so great it's so well done and i could not geek out about that enough hey there you've been listening to the golden archive and if you've made it this far there could be a potential that you're enjoying this episode There's some magic happening here. Drop a review. Let me know how you feel about this episode or the podcast as a whole. Tag at the Golden Archive pod in a story and let me know. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening and back to the episode. It's come down to a place where when we're talking about heart, it's not only just the heart, it's how universal the stories were. And it's interesting because now we're in a place in society where, and you know, of course, if you don't know any better, right, if you're just sitting, if you're in the social media sauce all the time or you're hanging out with the people all the time, you think, oh, there's not enough diversity, oh, there's not, et cetera. And personally, when I thought we were introducing this conversation of diversity, when we're introducing this conversation of inclusion, I thought the story storytelling in the heart in the universal like the is universality a word you would be so surprised what words there actually exist right gotta use the english degree for something but just the universal nature of film there would be a brand new nuance brought to the screen because one thing that cannot be denied is that there was a specific image in media right and even going back in time and watching these movies and these films you'd be like oh wow like you know the native american is kind of missing right the asian identity is missing and you know the black identity was of course always kind of popping up here and there but the main character, whoever the main character was and who that story's being crafted around always had a sense of humanity and heart. And that is what I thought. That's what I thought we were going to get with the whole diversity spiel, right? And it's not our fault, like, because, you know, the, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the, the question, why aren't people watching the new stuff today? I'm like, because it's not a huge, it doesn't have heart. It doesn't have heart. I'm telling you, go watch the old movies. You know, you could see it has heart. And it's crazy how much that you could even insert yourself into these characters. The fact that they don't even look like you, right? And it's a it's a bigger, it's a grander conversation that would require more nuance. It's something that would require its own separate episode. I know I said I wanted this to be fun. It's still fun. The philosophy is still gonna, you know what I mean? It's still gonna bleed through, but it is food for thought. I still want critical thinking. I still want us to think. See, that's how I do it. I have fun and I also philosophize and then I, you know, have fun again. And then it's just like this really nice like dance. And Although in this particular season of my life, it's all about movies and film in particular, not even TV shows. I think I have like one show I'm watching right now. It's The Peripheral. So far, so good. It's got like four episodes out. I, I like it. I think it's it's very interesting. It's I believe the creators of Westworld are also working on it, and I haven't gotten around to Westworld yet. 
But yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I love how they're not explaining the entirety of the world in one episode, and they use the vocabulary of the world and are allowing the viewers to pick up on the rest on their own. And that's the thing I've always loved about sci-fi and fantasy genre. It's not necessarily to say like, oh, like everyone who's like in this nerd culture, they're just, you know, they think that they're better, they're more elevated, but things are not like told to you. You kind of have to open yourself up you have to submerge in the world right you got to take your attention span and you got to submerge it in the world and begin to decode and ask questions and think for yourself you know and it's so cool it's so fun and films also allow that to happen at least older films and don't get me wrong there are films made today that are absolutely incredible but I also have this raging theory. There she goes. There she go with the philosophy again. She don't stop. She and I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. If it's not your cup of tea, don't sip on me. You know. But let me explain my theory. My running theory is that the culture is shifting outside of America. Let me explain. I didn't say it was shifting completely outside of the West, but there's this interesting thing that's happening where. Remember, like, Hollywood was the precipice. It was, like, it set the culture. It really, really did. It set the culture. It set the the beauty standard. It set a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot for a while. Not to say as humans we can't be individuals and like what we like. And listen, that's not what I said. But the overall fabric, the way we perceive things, the way we look through things, the media is very powerful movies in film and television, that's a very powerful medium. That's what it is. It's a medium. Even this right now, right? I, and that's one of the cool things about podcasting or this audio format is right now, right? It completely steps out of time and space. And you'd find that movies have a similar, especially movies back then, they have a similar way of doing because they're so universal, right? In the same way that I'm speaking to you right now through a medium, right? I'm channeling energy through. And right now, you it's like I'm in the room with you having a conversation or I'm in the car with you talking to you, right? It's, it's a conversation that's happening. Like your brain is also like putting things together. It's really cool. We don't think about these things, but allow me to bring it to your awareness. And so, Lonnie, the theory and the philosophy about the culture shift. Yes, 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 yes. I believe some of the greatest films today have subtitles on them. Some of the greatest films back then had subtitles to them. But because of the way, right, the way Hollywood in America had its foothold in the global culture, like there was always this great say in the global culture, right? And already, like I said, if we're talking television, we're talking media, that is a medium, right? Where energy can travel through. And so imagine that machine on a global scale, right? And it's not to say other nations in other parts of the world do not have their own signature code. They do. But what we're not going to do, we're not going to sit here and lie and act like, okay? Because when we're not going to act like that these parts of the west don't somehow end up 
in your home countries. In our home countries, let's not sit here and act like that's not what happens, right? So, right, right, right. You could be like, you know, come on, like the biggest artists in the world, the biggest movies, the biggest movie stars in the world. Like they could go anywhere in the world and they would be recognized. That is what I mean. That's what I'm talking about, right? It's very, very interesting stuff. And today, I believe the people, there's a, a whole, there's a whole new playing field right now. And watching the collapse of an industry, it's just, and you can see it. You can see in the quality, you can see it in how much time it takes to make movies. You can see in, you know, how the heart in the universal storytelling has shifted and as I've mentioned before, incredible movies made today and you have to go looking for them. And it's the same with music. It's the same with music. It's the same with a lot of things. But my point being is you could take a song, right? You could take a song, right, for that the 90s kids know, that the people that were raised in the 80s and the 70s, and you could put it on. You could fill a room with these people and they're all gonna know, they're all gonna be on the same page. And today, right, when we're having this conversation with Gen Z, I don't believe we can do the same thing because the culture and the focus on it has fractured in so many different directions. What does this have to do with movies? It has everything to do with movies, right? Because you could say the same thing back then because the, the focal point of entertainment was the movies was films that was like the form of entertainment it's it's something as humans we do we we do this little thing like we reset if something's not going right usually that's what we're supposed to do <laughs> at least that's I, that's what i was raised on i don't know you know what everybody else is doing currently but, you know, and if you have an issue or a problem, it would be like, okay, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to go read something. I'll watch a movie because I'm going to experience something different. I'm going to hit reset. And then when I come out of that, the reality would have changed because I either have some new information. I viewed something different. I've done something different. So the reality has shifted. And now it's kind of like, oh, if something sucks or goes wrong I'm just going to be scrolling for like five hours well how is the reality changing because what you first started scrolling on and what you finished on are comp not they're different yes they're different but you don't even remember what you just watched be honest be honest be honest be honest be honest you don't remember what you just watched it's so fleeting and I don't know what I mean, they're already doing studies on it now and, and the results are absolutely like horrendous. But another thing I want to point out, because it's not always doom and gloom, at least not for me, or at least not in the way that I attempt to work through things. And I also want to make sure I'm walking everyone through as well. I don't want to, you know, lose you on the way there to the conclusion. But it's also a gift that we get the chance to choose our form of media it's a it's a massive gift and it's a choice of a lifetime and it's such a privilege in this point in time in our history right we are allowed to pick and choose what we wish to consume and for some people that is a gift thing that's everything but 
and on the other hand it could be a crutch it could be deemed as a downside because when you go interact with other people in your age range let's say you're not into tiktok but the only thing they talk about and look through and discuss and dissect and breathe and eat and shit out all day is tiktok right and it's not anything bad if you do that's your pastime that's just what you do you know what i mean and it's not because there's of course there's incredible things that's come out of the platform there's people that share what they knit and you know special aesthetic drinks with the sunlight and the little glass cubes and you know I remember vaguely what was on there and it was just is very overwhelming at a point in time and I was like I don't want my emotional stability to be completely dethroned and and perhaps dethroned is not the correct term but misaligned and dispositioned and almost forcefully extracted from me you know it's like okay cool happy oh my god this is a funny tiktok ha 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 this gets my humor and then it's like hey remember this <laughs> or remember this group's a group of people's oppression or you know it's just like it, it it really throws off like your psyche as a person and i don't get that when i'm watching movies Funnily enough, now I I can peep, right? It's not all like I'm just sitting here acting like there are things you see and you're like, this is the harmful imagery that plays out today. Absolutely. But there's something to say, which is leading me to say this, right? Because we're just talking about something that's so short form and it's bite sized and people make so much of it. And there's so many, um, there's something in TikTok called drafts, right? And there's people, they're like, oh, they have hundreds of drafts and some of them never see the light of day. And yet they're crank out like 10, 15, 20 TikToks a day. And then some of them, the algorithm completely drops them and they spiral into a depression. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Listen, it's a lot going on on that app. A lot a lot and I didn't mean for it to turn into that but it very well (laughs) I've known so many literature teachers that's hated this word because they're like what does it mean what does it do I'm like I don't know but it sounds cool it juxtaposes film (laughs) right there's a time at least if you go back and you watch movies they tell you okay this is the people at the start of the movie they give you the names of the actors the art directors etc and then you get to the end of the movie and it's just like that's it folks and it ends at least like the really old ones from like the 50s and the 60s right and then the 70s and the 80s they they kind of uh, they kind of just put the actors at the beginning right and then in the end they give a little you know black screen as we've known before etc but today we don't even get that at all right think back to your little marvel let's think back to marvel movies and films and the franchise right you don't even like people don't know that's chris evans that's captain america that's not robert downey jr that's iron man do you see what i mean do you see like that is so crazy to think about and it leads me into my point that there's something to say when a lot of mainstream consumption in the past was a very high quality. There's something to say about the people. There's something to say about the day-to-day life. 
there's something to say about the lifestyle. And listen, I'm a big, I'm a big history nerd. I'm never going to sit here and disregard and act like there wasn't nonsense happening behind the scenes. I'm not saying that. But even if I'm witnessing, right, like the global culture was just different. Even if I'm witnessing IET, in the 60s or Cuba in the 60s or Brazil in the 60s, right? You're watching people wear really nice dresses, stockings. When they stepped out the house, they really stepped out the house. The quality of the society, like where we are, listen, the media that you have reflects the quality of the society. And that says something. I think that says something. I really think it does. And it also is indicative of who we are as individual people creating the fabric of our society today. Because as much as I can say we have the individual free will, the individual, excuse me, (laughs) the individual free will and right to select what we choose to consume, how many people are taking that sovereignty into their hands? Not many, I'd presume, right? Let's be honest with things. Let's be, you know, I don't even know how you found this podcast. You found it and you took a chance. You, You know what I mean? Like how many, how many people do that? I don't, I don't think it's much, right? And what you choose to consume as an individual, what you deem to be the standard consumption for you means a lot. It, it, it quite literally crafts your quality of, of, of self. And so it makes you think about what we're consuming, right? What are we looking at? What are, and it's undeniable to see that there's been a great decline and it's difficult to ignore it when going back and watching these films and these movies so in my way to combat this i have been introducing a lot of quality media slowly but surely and more intentionally my point is to say that in this time in history we are in control of the culture in our personal lives I just reached a point where I'd like to maintain the quality in what I am consuming then versus now. Now everything feels like a checklist. If we do this, then we can get a dollar from this group of people. If we do it this way, then... And it's just to me, it's so... It makes me shudder. It's not as fun. It's kind of gross. It's demeaning. And dare I say, it's dehumanizing. Because the, the assumption that the only thing it would take is someone that looks like me to be tap dancing on screen, minus hu- like the heart and humanization and the care it takes to craft a story. Can I tell y'all something about storytelling? Storytelling is the fabric in the back of everything we do as human beings. It's been as long as we could speak. Like around fire. Stories have always been a main mode and form of entertainment. And if the craft and the care and the love for storytelling has been completely disregarded or ignored or deemed as not important as puppeteering 
a diversity checklist or you know some weird checklist for a bottom line on screen then please don't be surprised when human beings don't want to watch it or don't want to tune in why because in our core we are walking i always say this I think like the past two episodes, we are walking history. We are walking stories. That's what we do. Everything we do is poetic. Everything we do is a story. Everything we we are, everything we engage in is it's it's a, a part of a greater book that's being written. And so to believe that it could be bamboozled or faked or it's disrespectful. It's rude and I don't like it. And and it's not about romanticizing the past, but there's always something to learn from it. And it's also kind of sad to go back and rewatch these films because if it were up to the culture now or the place we're in now in history, everything would be banned. And that's kind of sad. You know, like I'm watching things and I'm like, ah, that wasn't tasteful. That was not... That wasn't a tasteful, you know, not even to say joke. Because even there's some things in the past that I sit there, I laugh. I'm like, this is really good. It's really well written. It's funny. It's funny. I was watching Rush Hour. I was like, firstly, I'm like, you ain't got to be so mean to him. Okay? You ain't have to be so mean to him. But it was actually charming and funny and well written. And to see, you know, two groups of people that don't come together often it's not something that you see often I would presume at the time and they decided to make a movie <laughs> which is funny right because now at this point in time we're thinking do we imitate this art imitate life or does life imitate art because in fact Jackie Chan was not a big fan of Chris Tucker on set because Chris Tucker was just improvising he was just doing his own thing and it would throw Jackie Chan off completely right and if you're looking at the dichotomy of the Asian identity and the black identity in America it's funny when you're looking at it because oftentimes or not you're watching you know black Americans kind of improv and 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 do this thing in the corner and then the Asian Americans are like how are you even doing this like why are you even doing this and it's just you know and this is a very like general and brief look into both communities obviously just roll with me roll with me I promise it all interconnects and you're watching the movie but behind the scenes it's the same thing that's playing out and it's to me that was that's such a movie with so much heart to me and it's so entertaining and interesting you know and having to set the ego aside and to work together and you know it could be any two people doing this so why movies why this thing one thing to note when i watch movies now i don't keep my phone on me i'll let it charge or i'll put it in the other room i don't keep my phone with me because it's a distraction that's the truth they're distractions some days I just want to like go back to having a flip phone. I remember the one thing I ever always wanted when I was a kid was an iPhone. Now I just think to myself, you know, a flip phone again, that would be the dream. The only thing it does is call and text like it would never ring. <laughs> it would never ring except like if my mom needed to call me for something. It would quite literally, it's perfection. It's perfection. It's not distracting. There's not all these bells and baubles and things. Moving. It would be great. 
and I could probably leave it next to me during a movie. <laughs> but one thing I've I've come down to find is that it is very important to keep my attention on one thing. We pride ourselves on multitasking and splitting our attention into two, three, four different directions. But it's also difficult to be present in one place. And I really enjoy that movies can bring my mind to one place, which would be the story, the characters, the original intention, which could be an invitation to another world for a while, to another place. When I left YouTube, or I could say temporarily, I found that I couldn't focus on anything else for too long. My mind was always wrapped around what I'd create next or how I would execute it. Or it was like something like a machine that couldn't stop. It was always creating, was always thinking about, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next? Which we could argue is a slight downfall in the whole entrepreneur working from social media spiel because it's always this upkeep. But the movies really helped because I could put my mind elsewhere and I've seen and I've been able to rewatch so many great films. I love seeing all the different characters and people and personalities and stories play out on screen. The older the movie or more carefully regarded by the actor or writers or directors or producers, the more the story and characters jump out. I began watching classic movies first and then it pulled me in deeper because the charm was so different. They were genuinely charming and charismatic and but film has like at least today it has to pull one in on an extreme basis there's something about 2020 right the turn of the the new decade where it's, i've seen film having to have a form of like it has to be extreme for some odd reason right and part of that has to it's just very interesting at least to me and it may be extreme hype or delight or unease. And I believe that. But one of the cool or quirky things about movies today or moving picture, it has a way of curating that. But I wonder how much they can keep playing on the shock and all of this stuff before it's become desensitizing. I think it's already on its way to that quite frankly there's almost a need to pull us into a world but there's a lack of universal storytelling of putting yourself into the shoes of the protagonist or at least observing the protagonist in a way because it's not every protagonist or character on screen that you know you could say I'm gonna insert myself in their shoes but even just to see it and how that would play it on screen I think it's telling I don't know I think it's telling simply because of all these massive set pieces and CGI and things of that nature and you know the time crunch people are doing on film sets and you know it's just this pressure and it's chaotic and there's not much heart and 
it's not inherently bad, but it's just different. And the contrasts are glaringly obvious. It's it's just very different. So I want to talk about some of my favorite movies. It's not going to cover all of them because I've been watching so many as of late. So here's some of my favorite films of all time in no particular order or year made. So The Godfather Part 1, Part 2, beautiful. The Truman Show, The First Wives Club, so dope. The Tourist, I love The Tourist. I love it. I just, did I tell you that I love the tour? I quite frankly, a lot of films Angelina Jolie starred in are some of my favorites. I just, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Salt, ugh, 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 ugh. A How to Marry a Millionaire, that's starring Marilyn Monroe. Just about anything she starred, at least all the movies I've seen from her that I've watched, I've enjoyed. Next, Gladiator. Gladiator is perfection. Gladiator, me talking about it almost makes me want to cry. Gladiator is so good. Ugh. Fight Club. I actually went, actually really, really, really like that movie. I really, really like that movie. I think the movie's cool. I love the satire behind it. I think it's just such a clever made movie. I also love Dune. La La Land is a great time. I loved watching La La Land. Wow. I enjoyed Maleficent, The Great Gatsby. Oh, when I'm talking about these, like Dune and The Great Gatsby, I mean the most recent ones. Sorry, sorry. Tell me, tell me, I need to watch the old, the older Great Gatsby, but so far I really like the recent one. Like, I think the way they shot it was so creative and so fun and dope. Detachment is such a great movie. Ugh, such detachment. It's so great. Like, I'm just going to share my letterbox because, like, everything that's four stars and up, if it's got a little heart next to it, if it's got, a, even if it's three stars, it's got a little heart next to it. No, I had a great time watching it. It was really fun. But also, to see these things for yourself. See them for yourself, you know? Check it out. Um, another masterpiece is The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Just the Charlie Brown franchise deserves the world, in my humble opinion. Some of my favorite foreign films. Parasite is Korean. The Handmaiden, it's also Korean. The way your film is crafted and made, whether it's a small budget or a massive one, is really indicative of the respect you have for yourself, for the respect you have of everyone on set, of the producers, of the actors, of the writers. I really truly think it does. Next film on the list is La Dolce Vita. La Dolce Vita. It's Italian. I hope the pronunciation was cool. I don't know much Italian, <laughs> but I would presume that the, I don't know, just going off of French and the little Spanish I do know, and how Italian is kind of a love child of the two. That's my assumption. I love La Dolce Vita. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was fun. Malena, another Italian film. I've watched that movie two, three times. It is a masterpiece, quite simply put. In the Mood for Love, another film I've watched. And I need to rewatch now that I'm thinking about it because it's just that, it's just that dope. It's a blend of two. It's Hong Kong and French. It's from Hong Kong and France. 
I adore the symbolism and genius behind parasites. The Truman Show couldn't be any more relevant in our climate of consuming media today. Everyone should watch Fight Club and The First Wives Club. Watch the two movies about the clubs. Both are perfect films. The Handmaiden is how you do a three-act film. I will continue to say that with all the gangster in my voice, knowing good and well I'm not a gangster for Jack Split. But everyone, take notes. That's how you do a three-act film. That is how you write small and you expand. Oh my God. I didn't even talk about my favorite animated and stop-motion films. From Howl's Moving Castle, Anomaly, and Coraline will always, always, always have my undivided attention. Those are really, really well done. I could go on and on and on, but I don't want to spoil. But if you do have some time, check out my letterbox page. Or, or check out, it's all in the description of the episode. It's there for you already. You don't even have to go far. You know, start your film list today. I don't know. And write down a couple movies. Check them out. Create your own, you know. Add them to the walk wa- uh, watch list, you know. Completely disregard my own reviews. And check out the movie for yourself. Maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll fall in love with something that I rated in one stars. Maybe you'll think it's the greatest thing of all time. Watch them for yourself. Something that has started to, something that started as a means to rebuild my attention span and to kind of keep my mind off of the forever rotating door of content creation has become a genuine pastime I enjoy. I love popping popcorn and sitting down and enjoying a movie. And usually I'm up for about anything except heavy horror and gore and all that stuff. Yeah, but I do love a good thriller. I do love a good thriller. I do. So perhaps this has inspired you to watch a movie. Maybe you absolutely despise movies. You hate them. Maybe it's not your cup of tea. Perhaps you didn't think that there could be any value from films or movies. I'm not exactly sure. But I would recommend to give something a chance. I would recommend the films that I had listed prior And it has been so, so much fun. It's been real. Take care of your spirit, being, and essence. Ciao.